I don't know if, I mean, are you okay if I show them what you're sitting Yes. In? You guys. Please. She is <laughs> killing it in her wheelchair. This is Reggie. <laughs> How, where did Reggie come from? Um, I've always kind of just named my chairs and uh, Reginald just seemed like it fits. So Reggie, <laughs> Reginald it That's is. That's his full so. name. <laughs> what, are so. the other, what are the other names? Um, my first one was Buddy because when I was little, my mom's like, it's your buddy. So the first one was Buddy. Then I had Leo, and then I have this one. Is so that just as you get older? Yeah. And so will that be yeah. the one until it wears down? Because yeah. you're like, oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And how will it wear down? Just the wi weather. Do you, um, I mean, do you have to pump up the tires? They no. These tires thankfully aren't air. Oh. Um, but I do have to change them out for like moving. And so, but it's just wear and tear. Mm -hmm. Like, and then do you get new tires or a whole new chair? Um, new tires about halfway through, and then typically the five to six year range, I'll get a new one. So okay, see, we're <laughs> learning all about this. Okay, so I was introduced somewhat by my friend Jolene to Katie and her amazing family, and especially her amazing mother. Um, so tell us a little about first of all where you were born what your condition is, give us some back, yes. back history. So I was born in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November 1997. I don't know if that's super needed, but. So you're 20, 26, 26, just turned 26. Um, and at three days old, I was placed um, in the family of Chris and Sally Mart. And Okay, my, so what do you mean by placed? Um, so I was through the orphans court through the state of Pennsylvania and was assigned a, essentially a representative or an attorney of some sort. And she had placed other um, of my siblings with my mom and dad. And so she contacted my mom and was like, hey, have this new baby. And so and how old were you? Three days old. Three days old. So an orphans court, like you were an orphan. I was an orphan. Yep. I was left at the hospital. Um, by a very young mom mm. Mm. and she had come and delivered me and left pretty soon after delivering me um, and probably with a bunch of circumstances I'm not totally aware of um, I don't necessarily have contact with her yet mm. um, but she so she came and delivered me and left pretty soon after she did leave a little picture of her Oh really? And so her seen name. Her, uh -huh. I've seen what she looks like. And so that was really important to me. Obviously, is the one thing that I yeah. was able to hang on yeah. to. So, um, but I was born with spine spina bifida, and um, I use this wheelchair to assist me uh, to move around. Uh, spina bifida is just when your spine doesn't fully develop inside your body, and so all of the nerves that run from that spot in my spine down is paralyzed. So my legs can't move, mm. and I can't. I don't have feelings mm. is the simple way of, of putting that. So. But that's all you know, right? Yeah. So you've never felt your legs? Yep. And was your spine, were you born with your spine on the outside? Yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. And then they do surgery, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't there a fluid in, like, isn't that There's a, a thing? Yeah, typically a, a, a good-sized fluid sac mm. that just kind of is the tiny bit of protectant with it. So. Wow. So mm -hmm. it probably wasn't so much the spina bifida as it was your mom was so young. So young. Mm -hmm. And then to have a condition, yes. she probably just, I well, mean, as a... Overwhelmed and... Totally. Mm -hmm. I was over, overwhelmed with club feet. Oh, I... Good heavens. <laughs> I mean... It's enough. <laughs> is that, is that give you some, um, I, I, I guess, grace for her? Empathy. Uh-huh. It uh -huh. does. Yeah. So you don't find yourself bitter or anything? Mm -mm. Maybe no. just longing to see her someday. Longing. 
It's, it's funny. I was talking with someone the other day about this and I was like, it's, it's interesting having that connection with someone that, um, gave you life, but that you don't know. Yeah. And I, and I feel that connection, right? And, yeah. and kind of that heart pull. Um, and it, thankfully, you know, and God is really good in that way of creating this plan of adoption within his yes. family, right? And yes. With his kids. And, and so he sent Chris and Sally Mark my way. Okay. And, uh, my mom, she, as soon as she got that call that third day in the morning, she was over there that afternoon and, yeah, that's what, she my went girl. to Philadelphia? Like she flew? Well, from Hershey to Harrisburg. Hershey? Was she living yes, there? Yes, yes. So Hershey. she was in Pennsylvania? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Was that when your dad was in residency or yeah, something? Yeah, at okay. Penn State. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, and are they from Utah? No. Um, Tennessee and Arkansas. Oh, okay. So my, my parents are Southerners. Wow. <laughs> so. Okay, so. And your mom, let's just get right into that really quick. Yes. How many kids in total? She couldn't have children she of her own. Mm -hmm. So how many total did she adopt, foster, whatever? So she adopted 17. <laughs> so I am one of 17. So I have 16 siblings. I have nine brothers, seven sisters. Oh, my so word. So nine and eight, but... That's yeah. a pretty mom right yeah. there. <laughs> It was amazing. Well, all at, I mean, uh, they weren't all at once. Did she have all 17 ever at once in the house? No, uh, 14. 14. Yeah. <laughs> but they were all, they all had a special need of some kind. Yeah. Right? In, in some degree, whether it was learning, mental, physical, emotional, all oh was within our house at all times. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And managing all of that. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay, so when did you join the family? So I joined the family, I believe... Oh, this is always fuzzy for, I believe I was 10. Number 10. I believe I was 10. Now I have older siblings that were adopted after me, but mm. only two, if mm. that makes sense. So age and when I came in are different so because of that. what's that like when a new one comes in? Is that, does that- It's exciting. It was fun and exciting. Oh. And then like, does it change the dynamic? Is yeah. that like in a good way or? Yeah, I, I remember feeling, now there's, there's three that I can really remember. Um, we all have, my oldest sibling and I are 10 years apart. And so we're not, I mean, it's not huge difference, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then I have six younger, and but we're all real close. And so I remember just a few specifically in that I remember fully as, as a scope with taking them in and, you know, the excitement of getting their bed ready yeah. and getting their plate. They like, you know, I, I remember like, my brother Jacob, it was like, he likes blocks and he likes fun color, you know, things like that. And so we would go and shop for them and mm. go and make their beds and kind of get excited for them. And so how often was the new one coming in? Um, we were all kind of spread out. I mean, the ones that I can remember, um, we were, we were spread out now between me and my youngest, um, sibling Logan, um, there's six below me, but she and I are just five years apart. So mm. six in, in that five years, right? So it's very, very back to back. And so, um, I'm sitting here saying, geez, but I'm like, wait, I had five kids in six years. Six years. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no way. way. Wait a minute. 
you get it. <laughs> you, oh my gosh. All back to back. Bless my heart. Oh my heck. <laughs> okay, so, and why did she do that? Did she feel, because she couldn't, did they know why she couldn't have her, her by her own children? Uh, yeah, they, they, as far as I know, were not sure. She mm. had nine miscarriages. Oh my gosh, just in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just very, by their 12th year of marriage, it was about nine. And then my first brother came along their 12th year of marriage. Oh my gosh. So, and then we all Went right filed there. in. Yes. <laughs> okay, so tell me the conditions of each of those kids. Okay, so I have, I have a sister that's legally blind. Um, I have a brother with limb deformities. Mm. Um, there's three of us with spina bifida and in varying degrees. What's your degree? So m mine is actually best case scenario. Really? <laughs> True. Well, my, I do have a sister that has spina bifida that can walk. So maybe that's. But they walk, um, with, with, with like uh, it's, they're, cross. They're, don't they're neat. Like they, they, they don't walk normally. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. They have to have braces and support of, of a degree. So, but, but yours is still better. You're... Um, I don't have a shunt, okay. which falls in between like a 16, 12% chance, every 80 something percent chance everyone else does. Jeez. So I'm in that teeny tiny percentage that doesn't have anything mm. wrong with my brain. Oh, so, but your, but the sister that can walk, there's something yeah. with her, and what is it with her brain? Well, they, they, the fluid can't drain, right? Mm. So the fluid that runs down the spine because of that spine, spinal yeah. injury, yeah. they, um, the fluid doesn't drain, and so they have to have shunts. Jeez. So is she cognitively fine? Yeah. Okay. As but I have a brother that. that has a shunt that's in a wheelchair that doesn't talk, that does that has a feeding tube that has spina bifida. That's like, anyway. So we have our. So there's degrees of spina bifida. Mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. even know that. Yeah. Okay. So three with spina bifida, one yep. with limb deformities, one who's legally blind. Yes. Well. Cerebral palsy. Um, I have another sister, my youngest sister, Logan, she also had a problem where she was going blind, but they fixed it through surgery, so she was hmm. fine outside of that. Um, and then there was a handful of my siblings that had like ADHD, mm -hmm. um, really bad emotional and mental things with, uh, with abandonment and um, just with like depression, anxiety, um, and autism. Mm. And, and there was, I think there's five within that so, so so when they all were they all put up for adoption yes and were they all basically from birth uh yes and there so because you said that some of them are older than you mm -hmm. and so they had probably had they been in foster care yeah. so well my brother i have a brother that's older than me that was eight when he was placed with us mm. and he was straight from his birth parents and they stayed in contact when he was in our home for oh, wow. years they wow. stayed in contact it was an open adoption mm -hmm. Um, that's another thing. A lot of us were closed. Some were open. Some are, you know. Um, How did she keep that all straight? I, she I, just knew. Yeah, she had this. She always said it. She she felt like it was her calling. Wow. And she always felt this kind of depth and empathy for the kids that would come. And she always she she always accounted it to God. God mm. is calling me and kind of placing within my my responsibility and care his kids okay so but let's talk real and raw here because this is what this is all about how did she do that and not go insane yeah because I I my kid I mean I have a clubfoot kid right and he's fine and we have kids that fight and um, one of my boys has a little a, a minor intellectual disability 
but this is major stuff. Major. This is three cases of spina bifida and yours is best case scenario and you're in a wheelchair. I mean, that's a lot. Huge. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the blindness, I mean, ADHD and then autism, was it severe? Yeah. Ugh. And then limb, like were, limb deformities, was he in a wheelchair also? He was. How how is she taking people to the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, does she have? And she's got. Ba I I can't even like I am, I'm feeling flustered. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. It's a lot. And and there's there's a couple elements that I will say. A I really feel like my parents were just blessed mm. uh, with with the spirit of strength and and of lack of sleep being able to carry through right. Um, and, and we can kind of go into my, my mom's cancer diagnosis and the blessings from, from that. When, oh my gosh, when like that I, I can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, community. community. Community is huge. Community is, I had something come up and I need to call my visiting teacher or someone within my church community and ask her to go out to the bus stop and bring my kids into the house. Mm. You know, like the, the community aspect is so huge. So it's you remember so the Octo mom? Yes. And how she got ripped on, right? Did your mom get that? Did she get flack from people? Oh yeah. I'm sure, right? Sure. She never, it never was something that us kids really grasped because she handled it either alone or, or just filtered through it and mm. she knew what she needed to do. Mm. And this wasn't for other people and this, this was for her kids. Yeah. And because that love and empathy was present. It just went in one ear and out the other for her. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so who, like, what was the most challenging for her, do you think? What was the hardest part about it and then maybe the best part about it? I would say the emotional, for lack of a better word, baggage mm. that comes with bringing kids in that are adopted, that come from different backgrounds. Did it matter? whether they were newborn babies, did those, like, did you still have emotional issues as yeah. a, you did? Because there, there was, um, siblings that, um, were addicted to drugs mm. and that affected them. Obviously. I mean, you, you care for a child that is addicted to drugs in a totally different realm totally. than you do with a kid with spina bifida or that is blind yeah. or that is. And were they addicted fine. to drugs like as infants? Yeah. They were, so mm -hmm. they were just like little drug babies, yeah, right? Little drug babies. And they're having to go through withdrawal. Yeah, and... withdrawal. Oh totally different realm. So I think, I would say the emotional things. The emotional things were intense and, and was really a part of, of, our, of our family and, and house life um, in, in ways that were really strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that was getting therapists in to the yeah. house that yeah. was going to doctors that was did all you guys have things. a car big enough i mean we had a couple yeah <laughs> um we had a we called our wheelchair van where the <laughs> five of us that were in wheelchairs it's essentially we we got this uh 15 seater white van and cleared it all out and put wheelchair straps in yeah. and would just file us all in i mean that's like i mean for her and your dad that's like it's like a 10 person job yeah so that's why you're saying community was such a big community. Deal. And also my parents involved us kids. Hmm. Hey, this is your sister. Yeah. And she can't feed herself. Yeah. Um, and thankfully you can, but 
after you eat or as you eat, you think you could feed her? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And they instilled in us that empathy. Wow. Well, she she can't brush her teeth. He can't he can't brush his teeth. He can't get dressed by himself. Happy to go dress him, mom. Mm -hmm. You know, like. And sometimes we'd fight over it. No, I want to dress Austin. Really? I want. Oh like, my gosh, what would that be like? Like I'm sitting here thinking about my own kids <laughs> and how I just saw something on Instagram today where this woman puts fifty dollars taped to the bottom of a plastic bowl. She's like, let's see who picks up the bowl. So she puts it on the floor just like it's a piece of trash, and she sees kid number one walk right past kid number two doesn't even acknowledge it husband four times walks like steps over, over it, it takes the time to like step over it and so finally on like, the sixth time she's like videoing him and videoing the bowl videoing him and videoing the bowl he's like what she's like I, I don't know you know and then he finally realizes but like the fact that you guys are fighting to help each other I can barely get my kids to just like play together <laughs> let alone help each other we, we had we had the fight sure. we had yeah. the very as normal as a family as you could get we we had those we had the big fights and we had the she pulled she looked at me wrong yeah, he yeah. pulled my hair you know um and then and then your dad is a surgeon yes so he must have been gone a lot pediatric cardiologist yes lots. oh my gosh but probably yes. super helpful when you guys were sick mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, he, I mean, he'd be able to bring our flu shots home instead of my mom having to take us all to the pediatrician mm. and, you know, he mm -hmm. was, he was able to do a lot of those, those things. And do you think that your dad was just always on board? Always. And, and the biggest support and person to back up my mom with whatever she felt was right for the, she had such a keen spirit of love and attentiveness to her kids and family mm. that again, blessed from God that she had those things and my dad, all right? No way. Make it happen. So, um, how many of the kids like lived? Did any of them die in her, in, in your home, in your care? Yes. In her care? Yes. I had a little brother pass away two weeks before I was born, so I didn't actually even know. Mm. We say we high-fived each other as I yeah. crossed. Um, <laughs> but his name was Josh, and he had a heart defect. And actually, that was very, obviously, very hard on my dad because mm. my dad's a heart doctor. Yeah, he fix and that. he couldn't fix it. Could not fix it. Um, Josh, he was two years old, mm. and he was home for a good six-month period. And it was funny, during like that third-month mark, my mom's like, okay, let's get the sealing date. And, that, and that's another thing, right? As, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we get an opportunity to get sealed as a family. Mm -hmm. And I went to 10 of my siblings sealing, you know? Like, no way. We, and so the temple was, was actively there, and I was very, it's our comfort place, right? Yeah. We'd go and take drives to the temple on the days that my parents needed a break, right? Mm -hmm. On those Sunday afternoons, we'd, you know, go up there. And so the temple was always really important to our family. And, my parents never wasted any time getting us sealed. None. Mm, yeah. Just as soon as possible, as soon as adoption papers and everything is settled and all Does of that. Did she have to like, because adoption's like 40 grand, right? Did she, she, did she have to pay? Mm -hmm. She did still. Yeah. They weren't just like given to her because they knew that she was the, you know, the the safe place the for kids. The person took yes, them all the, in. Yes. Mm -hmm. She still had to pay for them. I think it was, I keep bringing God up. We will, though, because mm. he's a good part. But mm -hmm. uh, it was the 12th year of marriage that we started coming, right? 
So during those 12 years, as my dad went through medical school, they're saving, saving. got tons of money to be able to, yeah, and he's a surgeon. Oh my gosh, so that's, wow. So it worked out. She, you know, she had those heart-wrenching 12 years. Yeah. Um, and then here's where it started and then But in that way, so yeah. that they could afford it. Right. So lost the two-year-old. Yes. Heart defect, super fast, super unexpected, actually. Mm. He was doing really good. They got him sealed. Day after he got sealed, downhill, passed away a few days later. Oh my gosh, just there mm -hmm. in your home? No, hospital. He was at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then who else or how many others? Um, so Mallory, my little sister Mallory, um, she had cerebral palsy. She's from Vietnam. Mm. That's another thing. Lots of cultures, lots yeah. of all over the world. Um, she passed away. I was nine. She was seven. Mm. And she was very fast, very unexpected. She was getting ready to have surgery to have a feeding tube placed because she wasn't taking her bottles. Mm. So she, she had surgery for the upcoming week, but got really sick just overnight. And we got her up and got her into the bathtub and she just stopped breathing. Mm. Just so did she come from birth too? She, no, she was actually placed with a different family for the first three years of her life or two. Okay. I think closer so to two. So for four years though, mm -hmm. you... That was that hard on you? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I was right. I was at the bathtub, like oh right there. Um, very traumatic. I and bet. That was my first experience with loss. Aww. Right at nine, watching my little sister turn purple and 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 pass away. Right, um, and it was. I was thinking about this and how my parents, you know, and they rushed to the to the hospital with her in the ambulance. Right. So, but what happens with the rest of you? I mean, because we, we had neighbors right over. Okay. Yeah, they saw the ambulance out. And Neighbors like this in. one right there. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, and yeah, keep going. So they, yeah, I remember them coming back from the hospital and um, gathering all of us and letting us know that Mallory had passed. And it was a very sensitive, very tender f uh, time for our family to gather mm. and, and to, you know, turn in as a family and not... I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes loss provides an avenue of like, you turn out. Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. It brought us closer. Gosh. And she had cerebral palsy? Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. So was it just the two of them that passed away? Yes. At that time, mm. um, I've had three siblings, um, three more siblings pass away within the last five years though. From their conditions? A, a couple. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and what were the the one of them? Um, his name's Aaron. We call him Bubba. Mm. He was great. He had Down syndrome. Okay. He essentially aspirated on his food. Mm. How was old was right he? during COVID. Oh, he it. was eighteen. Dang it! Mm -hmm. Just turned eighteen. So and then the Cute. other Cute brother, right? yeah. And did you have? Was he from birth also? Yes, from Taiwan. Shoot. So like you, I mean, they were, it was your brother. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like he came in the picture four years ago. No. I mean. From birth. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so rough. He's so, such a tender What about the other guy. two? The other two, my little brother, Jake, and then my sister just older than me, Emily, um, passed away due to suicide. Mm. Um, 10 weeks apart. Um, and that's its own story yes. and its own beast, yes. uh, but just mentally yeah. and emotionally yeah. um, post my mom passing away. Um, Let's get really into that. Yes. So tell me about your mom and her so, diagnosis. Yes. So when like I was it's just three unfair. years, 
It's just unfair. We see that over and over, right? Yeah. Uh, when I was three years old, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, had a total mastectomy, mm. and did treatments uh, with her cancer um, for years. Mm. And then continued to stay on oral chemo till it had come back. And it, and, and this is what I was saying a minute ago about it being, <laughs> it being a blessing because her her chemo that she was on for 11 years oh my gosh um made it so she had hot flashes every 30 minutes so she did not sleep essentially is what i'm saying did, well was she sleeping anyway with all the kids i mean and and there she, so she just she, was she's she had a recliner in my mom and dad's room that she stayed in at night and i mean she'd be up every 30 minutes pacing trying to cool off trying mm -hmm. to um, you know, from her hot flashes, from her chemo, right? Trying to get comfortable again. Every 30, 45 minutes, she'd just shoot up. Oh you know, gosh. I remember her kind of settling in, you know, we'd be watching a family movie or something and she'd settle in and she'd just shoot up, right? Like it just hits her, right? And they just start sweating profusely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she dealt with that. Um, and she, I remember her saying that she prayed to Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father knew like, this is the outcome of taking chemo, but this keeps you earthside, right? Mm. And she was like, okay, maybe I don't need sleep. Will you just bless me to be able to function on two hours of sleep? Done. You know? No and she just, she functioned on little sleep. And she, God really, really took care of her. And, and preserved her life. Oh, for years. For, for, for us kids. Mm -hmm. Because it was just me and then my youngest, my brother just under me. So four, well, four, six wouldn't have been there. Six really? of my siblings. If so, six came ap six came after her di diagnosis. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. And so, how long? How much later did she pass away? So then she went in remission until 2014. Hmm. And then in 2014, she said she called it her freak accident. She essentially tripped, and broke her arm. Hmm. And it was so fun. Talk about gritty, okay? I was sitting there, my little sister was sitting there, it was a, it was a snow day here in Utah. Um, we lived here in uh, Sandy, Utah, down the way. And um, she trips and we're like, oh my gosh, are you okay? She's on the phone with insurance, by the way, ordering mm. our medical supplies. Mm. Okay, I remember I was sitting right by her. We're like, oh shoot, so we react to go standard. She's like, no, don't touch me, don't touch me. I broke my arm, I just felt it crack. So she gets up and she's like, go get a jacket, go get a jacket. So my sister goes and gets a jacket. She puts the jacket around her arm. She's like, call your dad, tell him I broke my arm and I need to go to the hospital. Oh my gosh. She proceeds to do two loads of laundry because she's like, I don't know how long it's going to be at the hospital. Makes us dinner. My dad drives home from Salt Lake, about an hour, hour and a half. Takes her, but in between that, she's doing laundry. We're like, what can we do? You know, like, oh my she's gosh. like... We're fine. Let's all act normal, right? She was trying to like keep the peace, keep the calm. I mean, I'm just thinking because I broke Gritty. my wrist. I broke my wrist, and I oh, was really? like, I mean, I'm like trying not to use the word handicapped because I'm like, how can I say that? No. But what's the right word but, that I say? I was, I was incapacitated, like I yeah. debilitated. I could not do you anything. I mean, I was in pain. Oh, and the adrenaline and the pain and the yes, yes. everything just. So where did she break it? She broke it just below her shoulder, and it had gone straight through. Oh my, just from falling. Yeah, and she was an athlete her whole life. 
Like, was she like babying it. it while doing the laundry? She had my sister's white jacket. I remember. She... <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, can you guys? Uh... We're like, yes. <laughs> right? She is a beast. Yeah, talk about greedy. No mm -hmm. kidding. Mm -hmm. Oh my heck. Okay, so then in 2014, what? She broke the arm and did that. She went to the hospital and they did the x rays and they were like, man, you, you look like you have something foggy over just through the x ray. Oh, no. Like, let's do a CT. So they did a CT and they're like, ah, oh, we see a bone. And a bone, obviously, cancerous, right? Um, some sort of small bone hmm. uh, tumor. I'm not a doctor. Me, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't necessarily, but I just remember my mom saying there was a bone met, right? And so after that CT scan of her arm, they're like, let's do a full body one. So they did a full body one and they found a softball-sized tumor in her liver. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she... So is this the breast cancer that has just spread? Spread. Metastasized her liver. Yeah. And she and went into no... her arm and she's like, thank heavens I broke my arm. I'm like... She had no pain okay. though from the cancer. None. So then, how long did she last after that? She year and a half. She passed Jeez. in August of two thousand fifteen. So, so did she start to feel symptoms of the cancer? Eventually, like I mean, if it was that big of a tumor. Once she started taking a, an aggressive form of of chemo, uh, yeah, it hit her mm. body hard, hard. Mm. But prior to that. She's out playing volleyball. She's exercising every morning. She's lifting us kids in and out of the oh bath and up and down the stairs. She's it's normal life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's such a blessing. She broke her arm or something. Yeah. The same thing happened to my dad. He was doing a wall sit with his missionaries. And he tore something in his back doing a wall sit. So he went and had an MRI on his back. And they found, they're like, you know, it's not your back we're worried about. We're worried about the fist-sized tumor in your kidney. And he was like, what the? What is I'm doing in there? But this has done nothing. <laughs> Where's the good in breaking my wrist? I guess I'd rather not find a tumor. <laughs> but, um, okay, so tell me then, how long did she live that life? 17 years? Like, how old were you when she died? 17. So 17 years. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know her outside of her hot flashes, outside of her chemo, outside of her being sick essentially really? mm -hmm. outside of her going to her oncology appointments outside of so it's her like you chemo. you didn't know her outside, outside of that mm -hmm. she, she she always so she had it for what 15 years or something yeah jeez long time, long time and it was just enough time to get us kids by right like yeah yeah, yeah. how old was the youngest when she died 13 Logan was 13 okay so yeah. we don't have babies or toddlers mm-hmm and so when she passes away, what, what happens to everybody? Yeah, that, the most chaotic, that's the time in my life where I feel like my, my PTSD and my trauma from that, because that's very real things that existed, right? Um, it's, it's fuzzy for me. Mm. Um, my brain doesn't recall a lot during that time, understandably. Yeah. My whole life just... Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Uh, exploded. Um, and... Um, my my dad made it as simple as possible for for a lot of us right and so um a handful of my siblings were out of the house at this time um i had a sister on a mission for our church and then two older siblings um that were in the home that could um 
help, mm. right? And then there was me. And then the, the siblings in between, the two oldest and, and me, um, needed full care. Yeah. And then three below me. And so uh, we just, my dad was still working full time at the hospital, right? So we're stepping up, uh, talk about community, mm -hmm. uh, would not be possible. Without um, your village of people. Setting up carpools, who's picking up who from school, yeah. who's coming in to help with, you know, a morning shift of oh getting gosh. us out the door and on the bus. And I was, I had, at that, I mean, I had, was a junior into a senior in high school at that time, right? And so I had to go to high school. <laughs> I had to go to school, right? Yeah. And so, um, but then I'd, you know, I'd come home from school and I'd make people dinner and people would come over and help so me feed like siblings. So you were like, you were an essential. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my, my oldest brother helped carry the siblings as up into their beds and such. And we would feed them and help take care of them, brush their teeth, mm -hmm. different things like that. My dad would um, get up and, and help bathe them in the mornings. So that was mm. thankfully such such a blessing that that was something that he did and stuff. But yeah, I mean, he, you know, 7.30 to 7.30, sometimes later at night, he'd be gone, you know? Yeah. And he had to keep that job for us kids and right. it was his career, right? And how comfortable are you talking about like what has happened since? Like she's been gone since 2014. Yeah. You're now out of the house living on your own. Yeah. You have oh, a job. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. like you work full time, I'm, right? Yeah. I have a couple different jobs. Um, I go to Utah Valley University actually. Mm. And I'm finishing my teaching degree. So I'm oh, nice. being an elementary school teacher. Oh, great. So I, I actually love the youngers. You? So preschool the second is oh, my awesome. That's your, your happy sweet place. Spot. I did fourth. I had to watch fourth grade class. I was like, not yeah. for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's not. like 50 Aries people. <laughs> that's the one that wouldn't leave me. <laughs> so, Cute. okay. So, but you are, you're finally, I mean, I guess how much longer were you in the house? I, I mean, senior year in high school. So, mm. um, a year. And then I went down to Dixie State. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get out of the house as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. I needed to get out and I needed to heal. Yeah. Um, there was so much that had happened. Now during that time, because I was leaving, my siblings that were home needed to be transitioned into group homes to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't something, it was always a team effort with my mom and dad. Um, taking a piece of that out uh, impossible. For, for somebody that's grieving and has yes. traumatized and changes yeah. life was not possible and it was kept on with um during that year with community right. with help with but, and but that that, that only lasts for so long too so long yeah mm -hmm. so they thankfully were placed into group homes right within a mile of our house right oh wow one and two miles of our house so we would go and pick them up and have zoo days and we would go and take them to i was gonna say did Sunday. you feel like your family was falling apart yeah i bet it was gone and and I had lost my mom, but I also lost my dad. Because he's grieving. Mm -hmm. He's not the same person. Not, he, yeah. And he, it is so painful for him. All he could think to do was shed the life he knew and took mm -hmm. care of, which was coupled with us kids, right. unfortunately. Right. And a lot of emotional. It's like ways. you guys, he looked at you and saw, and it was painful. It was me. It, it, I mean, it was my mom, right? Yeah. And um, especially when I started stepping up um, with with some of my older siblings, um, wow, Katie, that was something your mom did, yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> it, hard, it hurt hard. him. Um, so he's not really in the picture very much. No, mm -mm, no. Um, and 
that was quite the transition, uh, right? And, and me being adopted, I've, I'd already experienced abandonment. Um, and so I'm going through that again, right? And um, that's, that is why um, I speak of God so much and my mom's power and spirit and love was so encompassed and so present with God and relying on Jesus Christ. Um, that's what I learned from her. Mm. You know, um, she has this story of when she got diagnosed with cancer, she came straight home and she prayed. That was the first thing she did. And we remember when she did that, mm. like, give me a minute. She went in her room, she closed the door. She came out a few minutes later. She's like, okay, I'm good. Mm. What'd you do? She's like, well, I had to talk to God about it. So she taught you to have like this divine relationship. Yeah. Which and that is, is why it gets me. Well, I do, yeah. And, and God is God, but he's God the Father mm. and is my Father. Mm-hmm. And that is plenty. For I, say, me. That's I say the same thing with, with Jesus. I'm like, you know, I lost my groom, but he's my bridegroom, right? When, 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 you, when yours is gone, um, there's always a better substitute. Right, a better replacement. So tell me, um, let's see here. When he, um, how have your siblings responded to that? We all have our varying levels. Um, for me, it was not possible to have a strong connection with my father because he was so unavailable. Mm -hmm. um, it was too painful for me. Mm -hmm. um, some of my siblings chose to stay in as close and, and contact as possible, accepting whatever my dad gave mm -hmm. in, in the ways that he could. And probably and, desperate for it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's all they knew. Yeah. And th they didn't want to be abandoned again. Yeah. They didn't want to have to go through that again. So they, they, you know, they kept showing up and, and being accepting. And, and a lot of them are still in that realm. In fact, I would say most. And it's not even so much that I mean, you guys are legally adopted. Like, he is your dad. We but you've also been sealed. Mm -hmm. So it's like a blow. Yeah, yeah, big blow. <sighs> and it's not my thing to fix. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thankfully, because we know Jesus, uh, he will come and fix that. And it's not a me thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not a me thing that my dad chose to leave either. Yeah. Uh, or, or step it into the life that he now has with... Um, a new wife, yeah. um, and he lives in Florida now, um, and that's the life he chooses, and I have to respect that, but I respect that for my peace, mm -hmm. and I protect my peace, I had to learn to protect my peace, um, and not his peace, yeah. that's his business, yeah. <laughs> um, my peace, uh, because my peace is what keeps me in relationship with God, my Father, and honoring him and my relationship with Jesus and taking Jesus' name on me. And that's all that matters. Plenty. That's all she wrote. <laughs> that's the... And my mom did that beautifully. Yeah. And she taught you, I mean, she taught you how to live, how yeah. to survive. Okay, now, this is what I was going to say. Just today, something very, like, <laughs> climactic to this story happened. Okay, we're talking about dads. She's now been abandoned, essentially, by both of them. And only has Heavenly Father and Jesus to rely on. But what happened today? <laughs> so as of, I mean, an hour and a half ago, um, I have had contact with my biological father. And you've never talked to him? He did not exist. He didn't know she existed. Oh my gosh. Big, big stuff. So did you tell him that, that 
his aunt told him. So his aunt, um, his aunt's son matched in my DNA. Did she, did she not know either? Nobody okay. knew. Okay, so it's not like she kept it from him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So we were trying to piece this all together for a while, and maybe this, and maybe that. And I knew very little of anything of my background. So we had no idea. And then, yeah, we started piecing it together. We're like, this actually makes sense. Let me ask him. Oh my and gosh. So how did you talk to him? Is he still in Pennsylvania? He's still in Pennsylvania where I'm from. And um, he, it was funny, my great aunt reached out to me, and she's like, expect a friend request on Facebook from him. And he added me on Facebook 3 a.m. this morning. I'm not sleeping, by the way, last night. Oh, yeah. He's not either, by the way. I'm sure. Um, and he adds me, he's like, hey, Katie, seems like I might be a real biologist. Just like, so happens. <laughs> seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> no way. So, yeah, we've been talking all day and, and really made Does the Does he seem like a that. lovely person? Lovely. Really? Yeah. And he's going to call me tomorrow. No way. Yeah. So stay And did he stay say, like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't even know? It was his, his very first words to me. What did he say? Were, I'm so sorry for the hurt and confusion and anything negative you might be experiencing over the last 26 years that I might have unknowingly caused you. Because he didn't know. Because he unknowingly, yeah. Oh my gosh. But he's sorry for it. And he was like, Aww. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I actually have no... I, like can't yeah. I can't afford hard feelings. Oh, I love that. I can't afford them. They're not worth it to me. Yes. Um, and, I, and I've had that tug and pull with my, with my adopted dad, right? Already. Yes. And I can't yes. afford any more of well, them. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, so do you have biological, well, half siblings? I that you, do. You do? I do. I have three brothers. <laughs> so up. it was funny. My So she's got 20 I siblings. have 20 now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, my birth dad was like, I didn't know I, I could ever have a girl or it was ever possible. I'm like, here I am. And I'm his oldest. So No way. Yep. So is he married? He is married. So are those three boys from the same mother? Yes. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So and where do they live? And can you meet them? In Shippensburg. Yep. Is that, that in Pennsylvania? That is the hope. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. An hour from where I grew up, by the no way. No way. <laughs> so wait, wait, you were yeah, you were a newborn, right? When you went with your mom. What's what's your dad's last name? Barnhart. Barnhart. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. And so what do we know about your mom? Nothing. A name. Does he did he, he tell you the name? He now he told me the last name. I knew her first name. Oh yeah. Um, oh Adele, right? Yes. And as of an hour ago he told me her last name. So I now have a complete I waited twenty because my hope was that first name, right? Yeah. And as of an hour ago. I now have hope of a full, a complete name. Does that scare you to death? Yes. I yeah. bet. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, I have no experience in this, but I can imagine that, like, it's scary to reach out because you don't know if they'll reject. Yeah. Or if they'll be like, oh, it's my gosh. too painful. Yes. And, I, and I validate the pain, yes. right? And I and I give the grace and I... And I'm sure you appreciate that she... She gave you life. Gave, yes. Yes. And I value that wholly and completely with no expectation of anything else mm -hmm. and well what about love she did yeah. she she a mom and you know i'm not a mom yet i really hope to be by the way mm -hmm. uh, you know this yeah. you 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 get pregnant with that little baby and that love that is probably unlike again i don't know it Probably unlike anything. Mm. She's not one that can... For you can't forget your kid. Yeah. Oh, no. That love is there. That love grows. That love stays. That's why you do it, right? And same with my adopted mom. That's why she did things. The love, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I know love exists. Oh um, even if it's painful love. Yes. Ooh, painful love. There's the thumbnail for you. That's what we're <laughs> going to have to be called. Are you able to have children? Yes. Really? Yes. So uterus is in good shape. Good shape. <laughs> this is, and are you dating? Yeah. I am. Really? Not a specific person. But, but I'm are. having fun and yeah. experiencing the dating world, my friends, is wild. <laughs> Uh, you know, we write those lists in your women's, like, please don't hold her hand. Yes. Oh, my gosh. No one wrote, girl in a wheelchair, please. Right? So, no. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Boys are, boys are a handful. Um, a handful. Yeah. Bless them. But do the you, right ones come along. Do you still have a relationship with any of your siblings? Plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah great, great relationships and varying relationships, right? Yeah. Because um, sure. some of them don't have the mental capacity to have full, perfect, healthy, complete Mm -hmm. ideal relationships mm -hmm. um, but I have a brother that lives like even two miles from me we see each other on the weekends we really? I mean we work uh, full jobs right so yeah. but we see each other on weekends and go to sporting events and and isn't so how many are living then oh dear okay um 12 12 of them of the yeah. 17 mm -hmm. yeah are you able to share um the experience of the of the one child Jolene told me that was or no I didn't tell me I read it in an article the one that um, was a safety hazard. Yes, um, I probably could to some extent. Um, this brother of mine um, from Honduras, mm. um, he was there in orphanage, and I have another brother that also was from an orphanage in Russia. Very same experiences. Mm. Was treated like dirt. I'm sure. Yeah, in absolutely every way. Um, and, and when those are your foundations yeah. growing up, you never learn to seek, know, experience love. Yeah. And because of that, and when it was expressed to my brothers, they became so unable to handle anything but anger and pushback and mental and emotional just turmoil Mm. Um, that it became very difficult for them to function within a, within a household that was loving Jeez. and that met their needs and their safety, right? It's like something's off for them. Mm -hmm. Like so, this isn't this making is sense. This is not normal. Yes. And it's hard for us to, that to fathom do that. have yeah. normal yeah. Um, to fathom that. Right. That's so like were they adopted later? A little later? Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. One was, one was six. Uh, or five, yeah, five, and then one was three. Mm. But again, just those foundational mm -hmm. pieces. But they became they were they could get dangerous. Yes, and 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 my brother was, and my mom's breaching point, right? And it was psychiatry appointments, and it was therapy, and it was so she did everything sports, she and there was out things that he could get his function you know his his emotions and his yeah. mental things just yeah. out on the court or at the doctor like and and through medication right to regulate his yes. brain um to not be in flight or fight uh, yeah. all the time yeah um but he there wasn't an, an experience where um he to the point of put one of my other siblings life mm too close to the edge mm. um, in, in a really, really difficult, hard way. Dang it. Um, and my mom said, this is not, and this is a brother that 
cannot, not, he can speak, um, but he was not able to defend himself. Mm -hmm. He can't. The one that was in trouble, trouble, like the one that was being the um, victim, the essentially. Victim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and my mom happened to have a thought to go in and check on them because oh they gosh. were playing together in the room. And she walked in on this. Oh dear. And at the pivotal time. She walked in. Mm -hmm. So how long did that other, and they had to replace or replace him somewhere else, right? Yes, he was in a group home for several years and as a teenager, as an early teenager, and then um, it was best for him um, to take the state help and things that he needed to be placed in another home. Yeah. How long was he with your family? He was with my family 14 years. A long time then. A chunk. A chunk of time. So that was like, an, geez. Most of his life. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. How old were you when that happened? He is just older than me, so I was 13. So you remember that too? Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Holy cow. Yes. Well, Katie, I'm so glad you came, and like this was enlightening, and your mom sounds like just a freaking powerhouse, oh. and your dad. I mean, we all have our breaking points, yes. and the fact that you have this grace, this painful love, this um, ability to forgive because you don't want to hold on to it. It's not mine to hold. Yeah. Yep. It's inspiring to me because I need to let go of the baggage that I'm holding, which turns into resentment and turns into bitterness and pain. Mm -hmm. You know, because forgiveness is more for ourselves. It has to be. Yeah. And I'm not good at it. I like want justice. I want, you know, let the punishment fit the crime. And mm -hmm. it's just not the right approach. So you've inspired me. Thank you. <laughs> and what was your mom's name again? Sally. Sally Mart. Sally Jean. Yeah. Sally Jean Mart. <laughs> and there's news articles on her, right? Yes. And a YouTube video. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, perfect. That so has her testimony and her life in there. So. Oh, my gosh. And you just love and miss her. Oh, Every day, and she's an integral part of my life. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I have her scriptures. I actually, two weeks after she passed, I went into my dad's room and just took them. Yeah. You're like, I'm not asking. This and I is and he still, to this day, doesn't know I have them. And if I was running out of a burning building, I wouldn't take my wheelchair. I wouldn't take my phone. <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd take my clothes off if I needed to, right? If the one thing I had was my mom's script. That's, okay. Yeah. That's what I did. And take off my glasses. You know, <laughs> oh, it's always a memoir so, of her mom. Yeah. A gritty mama. Gritty and you're soon to be, well, you already are one. <laughs> a gritty girl, a gritty woman. Yeah. Thank anyway, you. thank you for coming. You. you guys, check her out. She has an Instagram. What's your Instagram? Yes. Uh, Katie Lou 9. L O U or L U? L U. L U 9. Katie Lou 9. Just 9. Katie Lou 9. To watch yes. her adventures and how she manhandles this wheelchair <laughs> all over the world it's that's fine. right yes <laughs> all right